deep left into the bleachers. A two-run homer. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Liftoff. And history marches on. 22 consecutive wins. From the sports desk of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. This is Leading Off with Ryan Lewis, a podcast on the Cleveland Indians. Santana makes the catch! Ball game! The Indians have won the American League pennant! The Cleveland Indians are going to the World Series! Now, Ryan Lewis and Dan Kadar. Hey everybody, welcome back to Leading Off. This is Dan Kadar, of course, with Ryan Lewis. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? Very good. Not as good as the Indians, though, who we are going to talk about today and the success that they're having in June. Last week we were off, so we're going to catch up a little bit um, because now it's you know closing out the month, and this looks like it's been the most successful month of the in- of the season for the Indians. They're 15 and six. Namely, they're 6-0 against the Detroit Tigers, who I hope the Indians can keep playing over and over. But boy, Ryan, after starting this month at 29-29, the Indians are now 43-35 and as we record this on Tuesday afternoon. They've closed the gap slightly on the Twins to 7.5 games in the Central Division, and they've got that second wild card spot. What would you attribute this run of success for the Cleveland Indians to? Well, I think they've finally started to get some of the contributions from certain spots in their lineup that they've been hoping for all season. Uh, you know, namely Jason Kipnis, um, who uh, you know made an adjustment last weekend, as he told reporters in Detroit, um, and he's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball since that time. Um, you know. Some of the younger guys, uh, Oscar Mercado especially, um, you know, have really come through, really given them the, the kind of boost that they were uh, really lacking early on this season. So you combine all of that together, and all of a sudden, the Indians lineup just looks lengthier than it has uh, for quite some time, where, uh, you know, for several weeks, once you got past Lindor, Mercado, and Santana, you didn't really know where to look for offense. It was, there were a lot of question marks, you know. Roberto Perez has hit much better than he has in the past, but his bar was also set so low. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't going to take a lot to clear it, so that has helped them a lot, but he's not going to be a middle-of-the-order guy. So once you got past those three guys, with Kittness struggling for most of the year, with Ramirez um, dreadfully struggling for much of the year, uh, you know, all of a sudden you, you kind of had the, the middle and the bottom of the order where you just, you just, you, you couldn't, you know, count on a whole lot from a night-to-night basis. Well, all of a sudden, Jose Ramirez is still struggling, but he's had a couple of nights. You know, Monday night he had he had two doubles. He drove in a run. He scored from first. Uh, and he's he started to contribute a little bit more, uh, which they need desperately need. Uh, Jason Kibnis has been just absolutely white hot for the last week and a half. So all of a sudden, now you have a couple more options. You have Bobby Bradley sitting in the number seven spot. I know that we're going to talk about him a bit. And so all of a sudden, it's just, this Indians lineup does, you know, pose a little bit more of a threat, and they've, they've started to get those kinds of contributions, and it's, it's kind of, you know, paired up with the, you know, with the rotation being able to, uh, you know, keep them afloat with some of the younger pitching contributions that they've gotten. 
and then along with the bullpen that's been one of the best in the game uh, for this entire season. So now there's a little more of a well-roundedness to this roster, and now that they're getting some offensive contributions, you've kind of seen the, the role that they can go on. And also importantly, they've, they've stopped playing down to the, to the AL Central. They've, they've taken care of business against the Tigers. They beat the Royals last night. So that's kind of, kind of one of the elements that they were lacking. And now all of, all of these things have kind of uh, started to roll together, and they're, they're, they're on this kind of streak that you know, we thought that they could go on if things went right. Um, you know, they've just finally kind of got in, into that groove that they've, they've been looking for all season. Yeah, and it, it's been fun to watch. I mean, the, there's nothing better, a few things better in sports than a walk-off home run, which Jason Kipnis had on Monday night. And just the, the celebration, it's fun to see the Indians celebrating a game like that. Kipnis... You mentioned it. He's he has been white hot in his last ten games. He's hitting four ten, so he's been playing really well. Jose Ramirez in that same time frame is hitting three sixteen, which is extraordinary for him. His batting average is up to I believe two seventeen now on the year. But Kipnis, back to him briefly, Ryan. He mentioned that he he's figuring some things out. Do we know what that is specifically, or is he kind of keeping that close to the vest? Well, he told reporters that it has to do with his hands to where when he feels like his hands are, are where they need to be and everything is timed up, that's how everything with his swing, that's just how everything starts and everything kind of falls into line after that. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's almost like a, a, a golf swing for, for a lot of people who play golf right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if one thing's out of whack, especially something at the beginning of the swing, everything's going to feel off. off off kilter after that and once everything kind of clicks okay well all of a sudden you know different things that that may have been off are now on and it's <laughs> he's been on a run even for him you know he's he's a hitter who at at times throughout his entire career has struggled for a bit and then had an absolutely insane month uh, a couple years ago he was setting records i think in may and june even for him um he's just been white hot at the play where he's just kind of found any everything that he's been looking for and anything that's been thrown to him, he's been able to hit for a week and a half. It's a really small sample size. And something like this, it's obviously not going to continue for the rest of the season, probably won't even continue for the next couple of weeks. It might have stopped continuing as we record this heading into Tuesday night's game. Sure. But, you know, it's he's a guy where he's he said this season where he knows that he can go on a run like this which is one of the reasons why when he's going through an extended slump, especially like the ones that he's gone through this year and last year um, around the beginning of the season, uh, you know, he can at least have the knowledge that he can break out of these things, go on a hot streak. And it's one of the things that he, he, it kind of allows him to not get too down or too high during a streak a couple weeks ago. You know, he, he had said that he thought that he, had, he had found something in his swing. That was the day, I think it was in early May, that he got pulled over uh, by a cop driving to the stadium because he was a little too excited to get to the park. He thought he had found something in his swing. He was feeling good. Uh, the officer, according to Kipnis, took the chance to roast him instead of giving him a ticket, saying that he needs to worry about hitting 100 before he drives 100, <laughs> uh, which is an incredible line. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, it was... It was around that time that Kidness thought that he had found something, and it didn't really pan out. 
Uh, you know, he didn't find the results that he thought he might. This time, everything has stuck, and uh, everything has kind of been laid out like he wanted to. Um, so it's just something where he, when he feels good with his hands, uh, you know, everything kind of falls into line, and he's added another another threat in the middle of the Indians lineup that they really badly needed. Yeah, and it, he's kind of like one of those heart and soul of the team type of players, like. He, you can tell kind of the attitude of the team, at least for me, through the attitude of Jason Kipnis. So it's been fun to see him, you know, a longtime veteran of this team, starting to turn things around. Uh, let's move on to Bobby Bradley, because he was finally, finally called up uh, in between times since we recorded last. And Jonas Martin is uh, unfortunately gone after he struggled for much of the season. You mentioned Bobby Bradley's currently in the seventh hole. Um, do you think if his if his play kind of if he does pretty well, is he going to start inching up? Is is do they like him at that spot? Bobby Bradley first impressions go Ryan go. <laughs> well, now that Bradley and Mercado are both up in the majors. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think with Bradley, you know, there's there's obviously he has, he has a ton of power, and there, there, the potential for that every at-bat is there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are sitting on the edge of their seats every time he comes to the play right now, which, you know, they, they, they probably should. It's it's an exciting time for a lot of fans who wanted to see him up here. Um, you know, there with a lot of younger power hitters, there is the always the you know, probably inevitable chance that, you know, uh, pitches are going to be able to exploit some holes in his swing. They're going to be able to attack him differently, uh, find find some things that work. Um, so the the consistency, it will be interesting to watch. I don't know how, how much he'll move up in the lineup unless he gets just red hot. Um, you know, you have uh, Lindor, Mercado, Santana, Kibnis, and Ramirez, and as long as those guys are hitting – you know, uh, Bradley will probably end up hitting around sixth or seventh. Uh, then you have uh, Roberto Perez down there. You have Jake Bowers, who uh, went down before Monday's game, but he's expected to be okay. Um, so I, I think that Bradley will will sit around where he's been, unless he just absolutely goes nuts or there are some injuries ahead of him. Uh, you know, but he's he's a guy who uh, you know presents a much bigger threat than what the Indians have had in the DH spot, where they've been using their their leftover outfielder on many days as the DH, um, and they just haven't been getting the contributions. And now you have a guy sitting there who at least has some power potential, uh, and he's come away with an RBI double in his first two games. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure how how fast he'll move up the lineup, um, but he does help to lengthen it out with at least uh, you know uh, giving something that opposing pitchers have to worry about with his power. Yeah, and you're you're right about him being an edge-of-your-seat type of player. I mean, my friends and I, when we text during games, if one of us isn't watching, we make sure to tell the other one, hey, he's up to bat now, flip it over. Because you never know. I mean, he could strike out or he could hit a, hit a bomb or, boy, that first double he had, that thing had to be in the, in the heavens to, to bounce for a, a ground rule double like it did. Um, over the left field wall. It, I don't know. It, it's fun to watch, and maybe because it's something different. Maybe because you know I just like guys that that hit dingers. But 
I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching Bobby Bradley, and I, I don't know. He's 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 here to stay, right? It seems like the Indians aren't into yo-yoing hitters like like they no. might with pitchers. No, and a because of his development, b because he has a clear path to to regular bats and, and regular playing time, so that's not a concern. So no, I, uh, you know, I think Bradley and, and Mercado both kind of have their places on this team potentially long term if they can. You know, avoid some of the some of the struggles that often come with with younger hitters. But other than that, no. Mercado is a right-handed outfielder, and and Bradley as a guy who can, you know, provide some pop from from the DH spot or for space. Those those two guys both kind of have their roles, uh, you know, already carved out on this team. And and something that Tito was talking about on Monday, saying that something like that is always energizing and uh, you know exciting for a team to see a younger infusion of talent. And, and I keep not including Jake Bowers in this conversation. Uh, people forget, you know, he's tw- he's only 23 years old, so he's also in that in that mix. Um, you know, but these guys do have their roles uh, here, as, especially talking about Mercado and Bradley. And um, I, I think they're here to stay, and they're they're now a, a, a pretty big part to this to this team's success and what they want to do. Mm. Last thing this week, Ryan, and, and we can have some fun with this. I think Carlos Santana there's a possibility that he is in the home run derby do you know if that's a thing where he has to be an all-star to be in the derby i can't remember how the derby works no okay so he he's eligible regardless yeah do you think he'll be in the home run derby if you had to hazard a guess i think he will uh the league normally tries to have a a a hometown uh participant Mm mm-hmm um, especially with this format, with the timed format, the first year of that in 2015 in Cincinnati, Todd Frazier put on an absolute show. Um, it, it was it was really 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 fun to watch because uh, fans just went nuts as the timer was counting down. Uh, you know, Frazier, uh, you know, did his part, and it's always just a, a lot of fun. And Santana is kind of the clear, uh, you know, choice with. With Jose struggling and Lindor often says that he's not a power hitter, he doesn't want to try to hit home runs, that leaves Santana and Roberto Perez. And Perez has had a lot of power, but Santana is the obvious choice there. Um, so I, I do think that he will he will be a part of it. Um, that should be a pretty easy thing to do. Manager Terry Francona said that uh, he has Santana has their blessing. You know, so it's just it it, it does make sense. I, I I think he'll do it. I don't think there's much of a concern with ruining his swing, which is always one of the thoughts. But um, you know, I don't think there's there's too much precedent there. So yeah, I I, I think he'll be in it. I, I think that makes sense. See that that is my stupid theory about Carlos Santana in the home run derby. I think he's perfect for it because based on his swing and his his eye for pitches. He wouldn't be ruined by the home run derby and falling in love with hitting home runs and stuff like we, which we've seen in the past with some players who do the derby. So my my stupid theory is yes, let Carlos Santana do the home run derby because it's not going to screw him up, and he might set a record for the amount of home run derby pitches taken. I know it's uh-huh. timed, but that, that's that, a very nerdy thing to care about, Dan. I know. But uh, I respect it. Thank you. Well, on that note, Ryan, anything else this week before we, we head out of here? No, I don't think so. Uh, now that my 
uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us. Uh, we were off last week. I was on vacation. I got a sunburn on the first day, so I'm now healed from that. Mm. Um, so hopefully we are we are good going forward from here on out. Are you a we'll S- have no, SPF, no more disruptions? Are you an SPF 50 type of guy? 70? Uh, toward the end of the week, I was. We, we learned some lessons about um, spray-on <laughs> suntan lotion in that it really doesn't work and is useless, even though it's it's convenient and seemingly a little like cleaner because you're not having to get your hands all oily and stuff. Uh, but it doesn't really work that well, and I learned that on day one. Hmm. So, so word of the wise. There's, there's your tip to close out leading off with <laughs> Ryan Lewis. Use the cream suntan lotion when you go out to the ballpark and or go on vacation. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter. He's at by Ryan Lewis, and you can find all of his work and more over at Ohio.com slash Indians. We'll have more All-Star Game talk probably coming up because it's fast approaching. And uh, maybe we'll get into that more next week. Maybe we won't. I guess we'll just have to tune in and find out. Talk to you then.